the headline is Texas man admits kidnapping. <laughs> it, does, it admits there should be a two. The te- mm-hmm. Texas man admits to kidnapping 79 people to anally probe them while disguised as an alien. <laughs> That's right. In El Paso, God bless the state of Texas. 73 year old Arnold White was arrested uh, by the FBI. Uh, he. <laughs> yeah, confessed to 79 <laughs> crimes across California, Nevada, New Mexico, Texas over a period of 40 years. Mr. White confessed to using a mix of hallucinatory drugs containing LSD and PCP so to subdue his victims before approaching them and carrying them inside his truck to assault them, which is fucked up. I know this, this is, is horrible. Not, this is not this is not good. It's in order funny. to confuse his victims even more, he had set up the inside of the truck to look like an operating room and would wear an alien costume. Fuck yeah. One of the victims described the experience. He would, <laughs> he would insert fingers and objects in their various cavities. He had even created his own sex toy designs that looked like alien tools and medical instruments. Oh my God. Austin would have been so this part. Happy. This part is, can't go without saying enough. He chose victims who were gullible <laughs> and might fall for his traps. Several of his victims were actually UFO investigators he found hanging uh, around Area 51 or Roswell. Oh, they wanted to believe it so badly that they were definitely not going to report it like as rape. You know, because it was like everything they'd ever hoped was to be right. I mean, look, this is incredibly fucked up. So wait, when was this guy operating? (laughs) Over forty years. So do you? Do do we know? He can't. He this wasn't. This isn't where the stories came from, is it? He was like emulating the stories that already were, or is he the originator of the whole? I got no. These stories are around beforehand. Okay, so then he's just like taking the the myth out there and just going. Yeah, there's a bunch of fucking idiots who think yeah. that like aliens are going to depth an alien probe them. And I, wanna, I want to, I want to do that. I've this never, was their passion project. For I've sure. never, I'm so that's the thing is like, I'm all into the receiving side of this, right? Totally. I love the idea of being taken, experimented on, impregnated. The fact and, that he had alien dildos, like that's such thorough, great work, you know? Yeah. But so never in my whole kind of like being into that, have I seen or read? I've not really looked, but you know, you think I would have come across it. Anybody that's into this from a topping perspective, mm-hmm. it, everybody that's into it wants it to be done to them. Totally. But like, he's the only he person I've ever heard. <laughs> dude, and he looks like a fucking alien. Like, he has some he giant like an alien ears, rapist. Just huge. Yeah, he looks, yeah, he looks like he escaped from like a fucking alien prison for rape. Yeah. <laughs> Found his way to Ate Earth. Ate a human. Yeah. Now he looks more humanoid. Oh, yeah. it's so bad. It, but yeah, fucked. Dude, can you imagine like a combination of LSD and PCP? Like that's an if elaborate If it turns plan. out you believe your whole life and you tell everyone at the bar and everything, you've been telling them for 40 years about, no, aliens are real, man. And then, Dude, and then, and then that's a new story comes out. Proof. You know, these people all live in small towns and shit. Or you like, think, <laughs> yeah, cause they said 79 total. This is but the Larry that, Nassar of alien rape. <laughs> alien. Yeah, alien it's like, that, is, that means like there could be more. These are the ones he, they know about. Totally. And it's also like all 79 of those aren't like, I guess maybe they're confirmed, but it's like that means they had to, they're detectives that had to go break it to some people. Like, do you think there were some oh people that God. were like, I knew it, but there were other people that were like, 
I don't know, man. This are you sure this could is government? This, and they the, still don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, this is the government trying to cover up my very uh-huh. legal and real oh. alien probing. With any luck, someone has a YouTube channel where they're still talking about how real it is. <laughs> someone who is definitely one of his victims is like publicly denying that that, that he was the one who did it. I mean, if you're the therapist but, that can like help the person that's denying their like assault through like a belief in a government conspiracy to cover up aliens. Like you earned your pay that day, but also maybe just let him believe that because it sounds like he really needs to. <laughs> it's like there's something else. It going sounds like on he here. really doesn't want to know that that old farmer raped him. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was a truck driver. He oh. was a truck driver. That's where he did it. He converted the inside oh. of his truck. So to instead look of like, like an the ice truck room. killer, he's the alien. Also, these people aren't very rapist. like. I don't care how much like LSD and PCP you put on. Like you can't make a fucking. No, that's the thing about you all can't those make an eighteen wheeler look stories. like. A, yeah, it's like I've done a lot of drugs. It's I've like, never done yeah, quaaludes. This is an eighteen wheeler. So I hear. Exactly. Like, I mean, but maybe if you, if you, if you got like knocked out, right. And kind of disoriented and you woke up oh yeah, in a thing, like there's ways that you could, if this was done really well, there's ways that it, you could, yeah, you could not really realize what was happening for sure. I don't know. I always just trust that like, this is a ragtag like, operation. Well, I'm just going to say here and now, let's <laughs> make a very definitive <laughs> statement one, we are not victim blaming these people for getting oh. tricked into, you know, or drugged or whatever thing. Not victim blaming these people at all. And two, you know, definitely not saying that what this dude did was in any way, shape, or form good okay. or positive or, or should be rewarded. No, yeah. obviously this guy should be horrible, horrible, horrible. <laughs> for probably ever. That being said, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm just like, so, I, is it bad that like when I read that I was like, this is terrible. But, also, but like, can they share me the pictures of those like, tools that he made? Like, I, can I copy that design? Can I 3D print his like alien medical tools? Because that, that's the thing. He was doing this before this was like a like widely like popular fetish, right? Mm-hmm. So he's, yeah, he's kind of OG-ish making dildos totally and alien things. Alien yeah, dildos. I know. He's like, like he the really H.P. Lovecraft of alien rape. You, he, you know, he really ought to start an Etsy store or something. <laughs> From inside prison? <laughs> yeah, divert those energies to something positive for society, man. Uh, a lot of people would be into your alien and you could have gotten consenting adults to do this with you, you know, but instead that's the thing. Something's fucked up about this guy though. Yeah. Obviously, you know, like if you want to fucking, he, he, he wanted to like be in that position of all controlling the power where like, cause for me, when I'm thinking about like what my like desired experience is being the bottom in that situation and the way it's written about a lot, it's like you come into these like scenes and like you are disoriented and you right. don't know what's happening. And that is like a large part of the experience for like for the bottom there. Right. Totally. But I guess as the top, he's wanting to manufacture that experience and that's, yeah, that's fucked up, dude. It's so fucked up. I mean, but that would be like, if you have that much commitment to that, you would make such a good top for a consenting alien abduction play situation. You know, yeah. it's just too bad. You had to be a dick about it. Fucking loser. Like, <laughs> dude that is it would be so i would love to find someone with that kind of top commitment to be like hey we're gonna organize this i'm gonna outfit my truck to be you know whatever medical field yeah, here's the thing i'm gonna find, drug you Ugh. oh if well, i consent you, to it 
you didn't play D and D as much as an adult, but it's like playing D and D kinky stuff is mm-hmm. like LARPing with sex and playing D and D as an right. adult. It's like, it's fun, but to make it a good campaign to really a good scene, you need a good DM. Right. You need somebody who's going to nerd out and put in the effort to like, if you're the top, like, Oh, I've got a plan. You talk totally. it through with the bottom. You make sure they're all fucking on board. And like, we've, we've got this, but like right. having like a nerdy top, that's like going to get into the details. Right. Oh, compliments to the chef right like, you know and this guy has it all he just was fucking it's, creepy yeah. and rapey instead of doing hot things with his life i uh, he, he i don't think he ever had the potential to do hot things you see know. his picture and he's one of those people it's like you were you were never you were never attractive no, because some people not who are not physically ears, attractive dude. can like figure out if they're confident enough and, and cool enough you can figure out a way like a lot of ugly when people you see the size of his ears right. to his head i think it was just it's just something in his eyes too like he his eyes say yeah, like after 40 years of raping people your <laughs> eyes start to look different i mean i think that might be the case I, you know when we talk about pettis smile and stuff i think that's true sometimes they think that it's like your soul Wait, starts dying i've never heard this pettis smile yeah, you know, like that kind of that pedophile face that happens. That pedo smiles. Often there's a mustache involved or a molestache. How have you not heard these things? Um, well, I know about pedostaches, but like molestache, but whatever. Um, pedo smile. Yeah, I mean, uh, is it just it, like after being a pedophile for so long, you smile a certain way? I think so. I mean, you know, maybe some people think that it's like genetic, but I just feel like there's a little bit of a like creepy. You know, you can kind of like once you like give an outwardly publicly acceptable smile, but inwardly the thought you're having is, I want to fuck that kid. It just I, does it something to your to face after a while. <laughs> I believe that's possible. <laughs> you can see a little bit of creepy damage to people's souls in their face. This is the Gender Fluids Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Austin Smart, a 26-year-old queer trans girl. And I'm Ariel Isaac Norman, a 32-year-old bisexual androgynous genderqueer for now, today. And we are two stand-up comedians from Austin, Texas, bringing you the only queer podcast that isn't also super gay. This is a podcast about all the sex and all the people. If you want to follow us on Instagram, we're under Gender Fluids Podcasts. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Gender Fluids Pod. Our email is genderfluidspodcast at gmail.com. And on FetLife, we're just Gender Fluids. Enjoy the episode, y'all. Oh, man. In kind of the similar vein, but in what seems to be a much more uh, consensual mm-hmm. kind of like thing. Another great headline this week. Uh, a Buddhist, or not this week, I don't remember when I found this. <laughs> a Buddhist monk. <laughs> these news stories are all timeless. So. <laughs> yeah, these, these don't get old. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is, <laughs> doesn't matter when those happen. Uh, <laughs> it's like uh, Rudolph Red Nose Reindeer, but for headlines, they should always be okay to read and show. What? And people are all up in arms against Rudolph because it's about bullying. I'm like, fuck off, you guys. I don't give a shit. I don't even know what you're talking I about. I really, yeah, you don't. People have like tried to get Rudolph pulled from the air because it's Be- about bullying. Does it glorify bullying? No, but he does get bullied in it, and it's. I think, well, yeah, that, you, that's something that we all need to learn how to deal with. Is bullies i mean you're preaching in the choir here <laughs> it's the stupidest thing look i'm not really for pulling any sort of media because of dumb shit like that 
like if the person comes out <laughs> and says something truly horrific, then sure we can talk about taking it down. But it's like, it's like you Fuck know, you, Rudolph, you transgender, lesbian, yeah, whatever. You know, like is that the idea? Is it, is that the idea? Is that we need to erase all depictions of bullying from our so that no one even knows that bullying is an option? Is that what they or are they saying like it could be triggering to people who've been bullied before? To have to encounter it in a movie, like I'm, I'm confused as to the logic I, here. You know, I, I think it's a little. I think it's mostly like, um, yeah, mostly it was <laughs> that just like, like a people bunch of who have been bullied all the time. <laughs> people that have been bullied like don't want like, uh, you know, Rudolph to be on there. Here, hold on one second. Um, I mean, I'm just saying, if they were calling Rudolph a faggot the whole movie, I could see them being like, you know what? In 2018, we're going to... Hey, Rudolph, quit being such a little <laughs> faggot and get over here and fly at this What's fucking What's up with sleigh. your red nose, you faggot? <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that nose aids? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's your little faggy Why face you stick it in the ass AIDS? so it's brown like, like the rest of ours? <laughs> like, Jesus, how did these people in the 50s know about AIDS so early? Like, they know, really ahead of its time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, very explicit, albeit disturbing acknowledgement of the AIDS. HIV AIDS virus. Rudolph. I'm HIV positive. It's different. <laughs> Did this scene get deleted when I watched it as a kid? I don't remember this fucking... Just like recut Rudolph, but make it way worse. Make it actual bullying. Santa just walks in like leather chaps. <laughs> just fucking dick swinging. <laughs> Takes a shit on Rudolph. <laughs> ritually every night. Yeah. Rudolph, uh, my special, my special helper, and just he's like, you want to be my special helper? Just shits on his face. Yeah. Like, okay. Oh, so what I'm uh, I'm looking this up. I'm looking up the Re- Rudolph shit. <laughs> Given you know, take it with the giant biggest grain of salt, Las Vegas Review Journal. But it's like, yeah, it's because of bullying, um, because he was persecuted and excluded and in time of crisis. His difference became a thing that saved the day constantly. Blah 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 blah. Um. I just remember never being able to watch that movie for very long. It was bored out of my mind by that shit, but it just always creeped me out. Yeah, um, it was just always it, that kind of, that whole animation thing was creepy to me. Although yeah. you know, Heat Miser, Snow Miser, that scene is that it? That's not it. It's a different, same animators, different movie. I don't even know but, what you're um, talking about. Heat, Heat Miser, Miser Snow Miser? Oh, fuck, what is that movie? That's one of the most metal things I've ever... That was like my first introduction, like metal, like Heat Miser I was, and Snow Miser. I was like, fuck, yeah, there's something cool. It's the same feeling I get. Well, no wonder I never got into metal. Um, I don't think this thing's gotten much traction. Thank fucking God. Um, How weak do we want the children of this country to be? They're not allowed to see bullying? <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, here's my, you know, I have fucking chimpanzees bully each other. I know it's not, it's not a good thing that happens, but you know, I had that joke that I did for years, not years, a couple of years Mm -hmm. uh, when I first started even, and I still love it. I'll bring it back one day, but it's just too intense to do most shows. But it's (laughs) like, uh, it's like, you know, I have a problem with a lot of queer people because they feel like they have a deep insight into life Mm -hmm. because they got bullied a lot in high school because they got called faggot. And then I pause. I'm like, does anybody here know somebody who didn't get called a faggot in high school? Right. 
It's like, no, usually there's like an awkward chuckle and it's like, yeah, that's the chuckle. Yeah, everybody got called a faggot. And I know for you it was your identity and it hurt more than others. But other people got called things that also hurt more and other people also have equal insights into life about being bullied. Other people are bullied not so explicitly through like systemic things like that. It's like that's where you just have to become an adult and like fucking deal with it and hopefully healthily like in a good positive way. But other than that, it's like you can't remove like portrayals of like people going through hardships because it makes you feel bad or remember the time you went through a hardship. Yeah. You're supposed to feel bad. Much less a fucking animated reindeer. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry, but if you watch Rudolph the red nosed reindeer movie and you're overwhelmed by such emotion that you need that movie to be banned. Go get a therapist or go fucking find somebody to talk Seriously, to. Seriously, you need find help. A you besides... really need help. You need to be set on a different path in life because you're not going to be resilient enough. Or besides being angry at this movie. Right. Like the movie, move, removing that fucking movie from TV would not help you. Right. It would not benefit you. Right. Bene- like doing some real work is like what you need to be doing here. Right. And here's the thing. This is coming from somebody who actively avoids like portrayals of bullying. Like I don't like watching a lot of queer movies because it's like, oh my god, the portrayals of like the struggles of these young queer men of these young gay men are so powerful to watch what they went through. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't need to see that. It's not again. the most fun thing to do with my afternoon. Yeah, it's like yeah. I, it's like uh, if I want to watch that, I'll go close my eyes and remember what it was like. Right. Yeah, I've got that fucking unlock. I'm glad straight liberal white right. people like watching but queer other people, people suffer need to for money. But, like, to, but other people do need to be able to see what uh, other people's experiences yeah, are like. And it's that's a good important thing it's the out there, but it's like, I'm not, but I'm not going to be like, we need to take down powerful portrayals of queer no, bullying and experience because yeah, it makes me feel bad when I see not it. not to watch those things for the most part in life. But then sometimes you are exposed to something you wouldn't have necessarily chosen. And that's a good thing most of the time. It is good for you to encounter stuff because if we all stay in our own little bubble of comfort, then you're not going to learn and grow. You know, I mean, we, you need to be challenged. You need to be provoked yeah, uh, or else you're going to just become weaker. It's the same way your muscles need to be strengthened. You need to be challenged emotionally. Even, I mean, it's just an insane thing to think that if something makes me feel bad, not only should I consider just walking out of the room right now, but we should take it away from the entire culture. That's crazy. But like even walking out yourself, I mean, consider, consider being like, am I actually able to live with some uncomfortable emotion right now? Maybe I should live with some uncomfortable emotion instead of pulling out my phone or walking out. Yeah. I mean, look, incestuous ideas and beliefs and practices are just as dangerous as like actual like biological incestual reproduction right right? it's making them weaker yeah it doesn't breed anything good nothing good comes of it it's not productive right insulating yourself and like reproducing within the same Mm -hmm. kind of like mental framework is not like a formula for advancement of any sort. And that's what happens. And it's hard to even, even if you are against that, theoretically, it's hard to even fight it in a society that's increasingly, you know, uh, segregated the way we are segregated between conservatives and liberals. Like we don't fuck, we don't marry, we don't befriend each other. We try not to work together. We try not to live near each other. We try not to have conversations with each other on Facebook or in real life. I mean, it's just making everybody weaker and it's making everybody stupider. And <laughs> people always bring up the movie Idiocracy to me. And it's always just like the same people who I'm like, you're, you're, you're part of the problem. <laughs> My favorite thing is we, that like weak. both sides use the movie Idiocracy yes. to critique the other. Yes. It's the big, it's the most brilliant thing in the world. <sighs> I know. 
I didn't even. I like. I remember watching that movie, being like, for yeah, different I reasons. Know, Usually, course. when the right uses it, it's they're being racist and comparing Michelle Obama to the president. But like, <laughs> the left uses it like, look how stupid they are. The right's like, look at the people in charge. It's like, yeah, we're. You're, y'all are both kind of proving each other's points right now. Right. Y'all are being fucking dumb. Right. <sighs> well, no. Why can't everyone be as high and mildly intoxicated <laughs> as we are? You just guys, you guys all have to stay at the right level of high and mildly intoxicated. If everyone stays at that level, we'll all be chill and friendly to each other. And fuck more. Oh, so I can't talk to them about that or explain stuff to them like that. But one time we were playing cards against humanity Mm -hmm. and (laughs) we were all, you know, we'd all been drinking a little and it was just like the family and my mom uh, draws the word bukkake. Yeah. (laughs) And she was like, (laughs) bukkake. What's bukkake? And like my sisters both just look at me and I'm like, don't you fucking put that on me. Aren't you the eldest? Yeah, but it's like, fuck that. It's like, y'all tell her. Like, I don't, I'm not. And so, but she's like, well, what's bukkake? And my dad's just like, you know, getting out his yeah, reading wait. glass. Oh. He's like, well, I'll just Google it. Oh. And I'm like, no, no. Okay, just let me explain it. You just don't fucking Google this one. Don't put your reading glasses on for bukkake. Oh. It's like, you don't want that in HD, dad. You, you got to take a picture of that if that does happen. <laughs> So I was just like, okay, so like, you know, sometimes that'd be a little good meme. A lady will be laying on her back and there'll be, you know, 15, (laughs) 20 guys all masturbating around her. And then they all at more or less the same time. You try, you try. You don't want to be the last guy, I assume. Unless (laughs) you save it up and you have like the most cum and then you're like, I was waiting to be the star. (laughs) I guess then you're not, not in like a pathetic way where it dribbles out at the the end. Like the prima donna of the Bukakis. I can't get off. It's like, you can't get off with this situation. Obviously a completely hot, I don't get Uh, it, but come Jesus. One of the nastiest things I've ever seen was like this girl get Bukakied and then a dude lick it off. Ugh. Yeah, I'm homophobically very against that. <laughs> yeah, that triggers like... my hate crime feelings. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Not that that's right, obviously. I'm just saying it triggers that immediate <laughs> just, reaction. When I do I'm already that. so grossed out by Bukaki that fucking... then you can't add some ugh. I love that. I love that description. That tr- that's triggering my hate crime feelings. <laughs> I want to fucking kill somebody because of what they are and doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my god. Oh fucking. Speaking of hate crimes mm-hmm. and murdering queer people. Mm-hmm. So there's this video game. Oh god. Out. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's called. It's just a game to sublimate your hate crime feelings. Yeah. So oh, it's no. called Jesus Strikes Back: Colon Judgment Day. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you decide which people on the planet you get to kill. You should kill. Yeah. That'd so be so in this, great. Uh, in this game, you're allowed to play as Jesus, Donald Trump, or Hitler. Oh, my God. Uh, and you're fighting feminist and social justice warriors in different capacities. Um, so, like, <laughs> uh, you, let me read this description. This. Players battle, quote, radicals like LGBTQ people and, quote, social justice warriors, feminists, terrorists, and immigrants in a, quote, run-and-gun style game. This is my favorite line. 
a, quote, radical non-binary gender fluid pansexual humanoid berserker, end quote, is the most powerful adversary. Yes! <laughs> That's me! That's us! Yay! <laughs> Uh, yeah, can we just make that fluids plural? But I was going to have Jesus be that gender fluid pansexual faggot and then <laughs> yeah. still be against the feminist and social justice warriors. <laughs> That's me. Oh my God. LGBT militants will attack anyone who is not a member of their military group, according to the description for the, for the radicals. Quote, the LGBT militia was formed after the world collapsed and are hostile towards all non-members. Oh, my God. Alone, they are weak. <laughs> However, they can appear in large packs of up to 30. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. I mean, I see, I know it's, it's from a certain perspective, in, in, you know, and it's criticizing certain faults of our culture more than others, but it's still like on a deep level is such a good satire of our current political situation that I'm like, I have to play this game. That is so funny. What is this? This is a video game? Yeah, it's called Jesus Strikes Expand. Back. When is it out? Colon Judgment Day. Um, I don't see a release date here yet. I'll Can look for it. we get sponsored by these yeah. people? And get so here's free- the thing. That's the thing that's crazy, right? So I like that you immediately like, this seems like satire, mm-hmm. right? Because the the main thing with this is people don't know if it's real or not or who, what is it just somebody trolling both sides of the aisle, like mm-hmm. making both sides angry or look bad or... Right. Or if it's a legitimate, like, you know, alt-right, like, right. hate group or, like, making this game. Because, um, like, here's the thing. <laughs> I some kind of alt-righty type people who aren't hate group-minded but just have a sense of humor but are like, yeah, I basically agree with a lot of these things. But, like, I am not a violent person. I whatever. And I just want to make this funny video. I mean, you know, like, there's a lot of – there's just a lot more gray in the world. Go on. Um this article says the still snarky website also includes a supposed post from quote Filipino worker number two (laughs) (laughs) giving a development update in mangled English. (laughs) It also includes pieces with titles like why Trump may be Jesus and Jesus would have voted Republican. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, it seems pretty clear. This is, but here's the thing. I would love for them to actually release this game. I would love for this game. This isn't just like a funny, yeah, I want I want to play that, but I really do want the version where you like, guys. Wait, I want the version where you're Jesus, but you get to like and like all kinds of people exist, and you get to choose which ones are the righteous or not. Yeah, like you need to have like the options to like at, take like select your targets. Yeah, like, the whole world's there. That'd be so tight if you got to choose the political persuasion select, yeah. of Jesus. You know? Selective genocide. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, who, who are we just like <laughs> which systematically yeah. eliminate? Which way are we going to categorize people to decide who are good versus evil? Uh-huh. And I think. Yeah, like I guess that's also why I'm excited about it because I've made up my own version of this game. Yeah, really, what they should do is instead of releasing the game just as is, let uh, me help you (laughs) release a beta, Mm -hmm. hire us as consultants. Yes, please. Let us add. We are. Let us add the spin that's going to make it like a a really good satire of like both sides. It's going to be more than just a one-stop shop. Let's run around and kill queer people. Uh We're going to add elements and layers to this game. Yeah, I'm so excited about this game. We will work with you to make this better instead of just kind of a mean satire. Oh, that's so good. You know, it's we like... Gotta, we got to write some emails. Yeah, we should we look up these people We will email. pursue this. 
Unless I'm just so high that I'm... Hey, y'all, you want to... Like, later on, you're looking back, it's like, was I helping those Nazis make a video game? No, but we're going to help the Nazis not be Nazis. Well, they're not Nazis, but you know what I mean? We're going to help these people become better I don't know. They they did put Hitler as a playable character, and apparently Mussolini as well. I know, but we're going to help these people actually make the world a better place like we are. You know, last night, um, after my off-script show, there was a... Like, the whole front row was conservative Christian couples. I, they all voted for Trump for sure because somebody mentioned it and they all cheered immediately in that way where I was like, oh, they're not kidding. Um, and then as I listened to like the things that they would, because they were heckling a ton and it, you know, you're supposed to heckle at the show, but like some people are drunk. And so they were just heckling and uh, a ton and like, and the things that they would like react to and the way that they would react, I was hearing like the, the disgust things that are coming from conservative. So they have like conservative minds and yet like you know, I love having an audience like that because here I am fucking queer as fuck talking about gender, talking about sexuality the whole time. And now I'm having this whole conversation about like the guys I should fuck now that I decided I'm going to fuck God. You know, we're having this raunchy, fun conversation that is just so like divorced from any kind of partisan ideas about gender and sexuality. You know, I'm using terms, I'm talking about my queer shit, but then like, so that afterward it was never an issue you know and afterwards this one woman's like i she told me she's like i am a conservative christian woman she's married she has children and she's like i just want you to know you are so beautiful and like whatever you are whatever you're doing i love it you you are who you are and it's so and she started tearing up and she was talking about how like she thinks the world is such a scary place for her children to be growing up in and she thinks people suck and they're like they're so hateful and i was like no 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 like it's just a small percentage of people on either side of some extremes who are very vocal online, you know, and it's, yeah. and it's like corroding away the way this culture, you know, relates to each other. And we just have to remember to have these personal experiences to remember that we're all, you know, a little bit more, we have more in common than we think that people are more great that we can't just assume everything about someone by their, some demographics of theirs. Just like, I can't assume that about you. You can't assume that about me, you know, like anyway, and we like hugged a few times and took selfie. It was so beautiful. That's great. You know, just I mean, that is little... true. The, the small vocal minorities on either edge mm-hmm. are the loudest and, and then, get and, the most attention. Yeah. They get the most really attention. really skewed the conversation. Especially on Facebook and then, and the media, you know, is just trying to get the entertaining, you know, just trying to be as entertaining as possible to get their money. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's really skewing things. But I think when you have those conversations with people in person, those vulnerable things, like, and when you do comedy in a way that's like, and it's not apolitical, but it's like, sometimes it's apolitical and sometimes it's just like, you don't have to... You don't have, like somebody on stage last night, when one of my audience members mentioned having guns, he started like saying that that meant she was a killer and she was like, I'm in the army and like I defend (laughs) your, you know, Mm -hmm. your freedom. And he was like, yeah, people, oh, you're a sharpshooter. So you're a, so like that just means you kill a lot of people. So you're basically a sociopath. It was like, it was like aggressively dumb, liberal, anti-gun stuff. And I was like, this audience member and clearly a lot of the audience is going to be like, and it's Texas, you know, it's like, why are you saying these like just antagonistic, unfunny things to call her a murderer? It was just weird. Yeah, It's like, look, you can, I'm not saying you can't call her a murderer, but it's like, there's more clever ways to do that. Mm -hmm. There's like, it was just, he was like speaking from the heart at that point of like, 
Well, basically, I mean, trying to be funny, I think, but just like basically all he was just saying that everybody in our military is a serial killer and therefore um, they really love murder and they're all sociopaths. It's fucking stupid. It's fucking stupid. And I was like, yeah, I don't think you won any hearts and minds today or made anyone laugh with that. So it's like, what are you accomplishing doing that bullshit? It's like. Yeah. Learn how to package your ideas effectively, guys. Well, and that's what I'm, t- I'm always trying to say to the liberals. You have to, you have to put a package together that people are going to accept and then you have to figure out how to package it or else we're just going to keep being divided. Oh, man, I had a thought in the middle of that. Oh, so that was a positive experience, right? Mm-hmm. That you had, but I've actually been having this, like I have, I only have one internet friend. It's okay. like, like, you know, and here, cause the internet friend, I don't know if you know what this is. Mm-mm. I only learned about it because my last girlfriend, like she had internet friends and those are people that you've met online. You've never met in person, oh, yeah. but I you just have, have a some. friend. Yeah. You just have a friend yeah, online, yeah. right? I remember that from my teenage uh, years. Yeah. And so there's one trans girl that I, I like, we just follow each other on Instagram. I like her stuff. I'll message like about her stories occasionally. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I just feel like I see like fucking her life and I was like, oh, I got a sense of you. And like, we've had a few conversations. Like, that's good. I want an internet. Yeah. It's been, it's interesting. It's very interesting. Go make an internet. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so internet lonely all of a sudden. But, I am definitely um, like more friends with certain people on the internet than I am in real life. Yeah. But I'm talking, yeah, but this is somebody I've, I think I've exclusively met and like maintained okay. a friendship with online Fine. or not even like maintained a friendship. That sounds way more deep than it is. But, um, right. point being, we've had this fucking conversation kind of going on for the last two weeks and it's just a few messages back and forth, but it's because we both have had experiences being told like, Oh my gosh, I'm sorry, but like, I just need to tell you, like, I think you're so brave <laughs> and what you're doing is just so mm-hmm. beautiful and courageous in Taco Bells. <laughs> <laughs> in fucking Taco Bells. You're like on the way to the restroom and someone <laughs> to take a shit and someone stops you. You're so brave and you're like, I have to poop. Yeah. <laughs> I well, have for- to poop this Taco Bell right out. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, the trans community, I don't know if people know this or not. Loves Taco Bell. Yeah, well, that, but... Uh, <laughs> fucking we don't like being told we're brave mm. it's like that's it's that does nothing for us yeah that's not a thing that we need to hear from you that's making you feel good there's you a lot being- more behind it but it's just like i'm not joking like i was fucking sitting there i just finished a crunchy taco and i got my tongue <laughs> got my crunch wrap supreme out that's my combo you know and i'm sitting there uh and I like took a bite and I was like chewing that and I was like, oh my God, this is good. I was really drunk. I'd mm-hmm. thrown up earlier. Mm-hmm. It was that Oh, night. that's that perfect Taco Bell after throwing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so. Got some, um, you got some room for food now. I was, I was sitting there and I had this fucking crunch wrap in my hand and this bitch comes up to me and she's like, hey, I just want to let you know, I think you're really brave <laughs> what you're doing. Eating. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm like, Being a publicly uh, drunk uh, trans <laughs> at a Taco Bell. Know, right? That is pretty brave. I like, fuck, I did not look Pretty brave that you're letting trans people look like trash right now. 
Just like the rest of us. <laughs> she probably meant specifically that, Austin. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but it's like, look, you being out in public looking like that right now, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. That That's one bravery. of those tweets she does with little claps. Yeah. Drunk trans chick eating Taco Bell like a trash. Way dish. to just normalize like the real trans experience. Yes. You are so Way brave. to normalize them. Exactly. Are you going to cry as you shit yourself She probably later wrote a too? blog about you. <laughs> Another trans sighting. <laughs> Another, they're just like the rest of us. This time at the Taco Bell Cantina. <laughs> That'd be great. And you know, instead of the like, whatever the that magazine was that does like the celebrities are just like us profiles, you know, where they, yeah, take, we just do a whole zine of like trans people are just like us. We have you just, doing just, disgusting <laughs> things that really not most people do. Just taking shit behind them in the woods or whatever. You know, just like you do. <laughs> just like you. Uh, let's make that. <laughs> it's just by like it's a just set, me, an me arm like full a of fun, butt plugs. <laughs> me with a funnel in my ass. It's like trans people, just like you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Suck. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, now we have another gender fluids project. We really need an intern. Sucking a cop's dick so you don't get shot. Trans people. <laughs> Just like you. Really, if anybody is like an illustrator or a photographer <laughs> yeah. or a zine maker, I don't know. Please. Just, oh, God. We, but, would, we would love to pay you in friendship <laughs> for help. Right. On our projects. I don't know. That whole thing just blew my mind because I was like, I, she. it happened to her first. Mm-hmm. And I responded to that story. I was like, dude, what the fuck? I was like, why, why would somebody talk to you in a Taco So, yeah, Bell? that's the other thing. The other person's a Taco Bell, too. Yeah. So it was the same thing. They were like, this is so brave. You're not even trying to hide. <laughs> but, like, uh, I, I also just responded because I was like, the other place that happens to me a lot is at comedy shows. Mm-hmm, of course. So fucking often. Well, people, after, after comedy shows, you know what? Comedy. I know, but... That's also stupid, but right. for a different reason. But it's like, if you are talking to me after a comedy show, don't call, just, just say I was funny. Yeah. That's We're really all looking I, for the word yeah. funny first. Funny, funny. It's like, and then you, you can stop there. I don't need to know that I'm brave. Like, yeah, I, know I how heard brave I what I just said. You yeah. know, but it's also like, I have to forget about how brave yeah. I am. I try not to think about how <laughs> fucking what, brave what I, I am. just explained to people. About no, uh, but it's, yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> Also, I don't see myself as brave for doing comedy being trans. No. It's like, yeah, that's just what I'm going to do. That's also, it's like, am. You're not, no when I'm on stage, you're not real people. Right. You're not totally. real people. You're just, you're laugh machines. You're just like little laugh holes. Right. And I either love or hate you based I on how much you laugh at me. It that's is, it. It is strange how much I'll feel like a certain kind of relationship to the audience. And then as soon as I get off stage, I'm like, ugh, never mind. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't care about you people. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I, but so I sent that to her. I'm like, yeah, after shows, dude, all the time. Like especially if I do well mm. and there's more. Than- <laughs> Be sadder if you didn't do well. You're, that is really brave. Again, that that's, that's more like the happens. Taco Bell thing. That's <laughs> happened before where I've like fucking bombed. And it's like, I think what you're doing is really courageous. And like, <laughs> just I'm being proud a of you. Yeah. Publicly. <laughs> just, <laughs> like, I like the work you're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but, um, yeah, but yeah, what's the why a Taco Bell? Like, also, who's in a Taco Bell and is like, I'm fixing to make somebody feel good? I'm telling you, I think it, it really is the like, <laughs> just, just the like, hey, good for you for not night. having any shame, you know? 
<laughs> me and you, buddy. Well, you're the only two people in the Taco Bell. Uh, Everyone else is doing drive through and they're like, you know what? <laughs> there's no, there is no drive through. This is the Taco Bell Cantina by oh. UT's campus on. Uh, Guadalupe. So yeah, that's where you gotta. That's where you go to see and be seen. Then yeah, so, yeah, I was able to. I, <laughs> even though I thrown up from being drunk earlier, I I walked a mile and a half to get there because I was all emo. So I walked closer to our house to get this you Taco earn Bell. Those calories, yeah, yeah. I needed I needed to earn it. You know, it was a bit masochistic. You I throw up. You walk for a while. Now you can eat. Yeah. Now you deserve to eat. You stand on an overpass and <laughs> contemplate <laughs> the universe, looking at trucks passing underneath you. Then you get to Taco Bell Cantina. You order your crunchy taco and your Crunchwrap Supreme and, and one of their. Well, I didn't get a margarita. I got one. I got like a blue drink that had oh, like you something in it. Drinking. Oh yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I look. You don't go to a Taco Bell Cantina and not get a drink. You're not gonna <laughs> miss the opportunity. Hey, what the fuck are you doing going there? Just go to a regular Taco Bell. Well, I didn't know if there was a closer one. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, and so I'm sitting there. Mm-hmm. Just, God damn it, dude. It's like... Sitting there Instagramming my blue drink. <laughs> <laughs> but like, after it happened, like, I, I messaged her. I was like, you're not going to fucking guess. <laughs> but just, I was like, I, I just got called brave. brave in a Taco Bell. Oh. And she was like, dude, we should have this like rewards program where like if you make so many cis people uncomfortable, you get a free taco. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> My stand-up comedy shows would be taco-generating machines. <laughs> right. I have so many tacos. <laughs> so many tacos. Oh, I love it. All right. Yeah. Don't call me brave. Yeah. Call me... You can... Yeah. Anything else? You can call me a nice piece of ass. I love being, uh, being called funny and being called attractive, smart. Those are the three. Mm-hmm. That's all we really need. Okay, yeah. Fetish of the week. Orgasm denial. Yeah, orgasm denial. Yeah, no, I don't remember talking about this. Yeah, we didn't. If we did, we were both so high that we'll say different things for sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. yeah, I mean, it's okay. pretty self-explanatory. So, yeah, it's really in the name there. You're I not think. allowed to have an orgasm. Yeah, but then, like, eventually, like, some people do a thing where eventually then you can, right? I mean, it's yeah. usually not like a kind of forever <laughs> That your whole relationship is a perpetual thing where you're never allowed to have an orgasm. Yeah. And then he finally like lets you while he slits your throat or whatever. You know? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's just me thing. Okay. Just thinking All out right. loud. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever think about that though? How like the the craziest thing to do? Like if you were like really a sociopath and it's like you instead of caring about the numbers of how many people you kill, you just wanted to have like the perfect, most fucked up thing where you like seduce someone you fall in love, you're married for forty years, you raise children and everything, and the whole time you were planning to kill them right in, in some crazy moment where they felt the safest. You know what I mean? Like something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I have to lock my door at night now. <laughs> no, that's the thing. I'm not that person. I'm scared uh-huh. of that person. No, uh-huh. I'm like I guess I Anyone could be scared on some level that you have that within you, but I would never kill anyone, you know, but I mean, I just, you know, anyone could do that. Anyone could be that much of a sociopath (laughs) and then just like that committed to this role. Some real artists out there. It's terrifying. You're never safe, (laughs) you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) 
Fuck, man, that's just been in your head for how long now? Like, that's so fucked up. Like, you're just thinking oh, about I've that. Oh, I have many girlfriends ago, and it occurred to me that this could be this. I think that was, like, my first long-term girlfriend. Yeah. I'm like, this bitch could kill me. Anytime you feel so safe, but it's like, this person could be a sociopath with a long game. Not even that long, you know. But that's the thing. You don't, because if you keep doing it to someone you've dated for a year or two, you'll be caught right away. But you just have to, like, do the perfect... Mm. What if they were into orgasm and denial and they found somebody that would let them, like, make sure they couldn't come for the entirety yeah, of their and marriage? Yeah, they wanted to be murdered that and, way. Well, no, then the oh. last, their last moment is, like, they're, like, coming, like, fixing to come, like, fixing to have that orgasm. Mm-hmm. And they just, like, I think it's if it's a penis person, you just, like, just cut the tip off. of the dick off. Ugh. So he comes, but he comes through, like, the bloodied stump of the dick. Ugh. And then she fucking kills him after he's experienced like this one like orgasm. Yeah. Crazy. Oh my God. Every feeling. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) that could be something. (laughs) I think clearly she would like fuck that little stump she cut off. Yeah. Yeah. With what? Oh, just like a dildo. Oh, just her tongue. Tongue fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Tongue fuck the little stump. (laughs) Like licking the... Before she kills him, you know, he's tied up, right? She's jerking him off to get him off. And then just like, you know... he's just like... Fucking garden clipper, like... uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) And it's not not at the base. It's midway up. Oh, yeah. And then... He's still coming. He's already like the... Come was coming. The coming is happening in his brain. And like his physiological body, but yeah. the, but the penis part is. You know what I'm saying like you know he's like he started to ejaculate, but they cut it off, so the cum still kind of dribbles out Just of that common blood. <laughs> yeah, and that's what she's looking. She's like uh, looking like that. Uh, <laughs> I'm about at the end. My 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 walls are. Uh, what do you call it, like in Star Trek? Like my shields are, are, are down. My shields are down. But that's like yeah, that's an intent. But so orgasm. <laughs> okay, orgasm denial. I love orgasm denial. Like I wish people, I, or I guess I need to talk to people about doing that to me because like, um, it's hard for me to come if there's pressure to come. I don't like any pressure to come. And so like that just removes the pressure because you're like, you're not supposed to, and you get to the place where you're, I, I want to get to that place where I can come and I want to come so badly. And I have complete control at that point, you know, but it's like, that's just an easy way. Cause I feel like my, uh, my like journey to coming like with someone is related to the shy bladder situation. Like I have some difficulty relaxing, you know, with, with around other people, uh, mm-hmm. it, anything that has any kind of like pressure, any kind of like social awkwardness, whatever around the time with which it takes you, you know, to like to come or to pee. It's there's very similar things going on there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need like a sex therapist, not just like a regular therapist. Yeah. Cause like all my, all my issues are like pretty. Because I'm not doing a good job, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, you've got me pretty far. I think you've done a great job for a you know lay person, but maybe some professional help well, is needed. Yeah. We might. We might be at that. When point. you're not, you should need some help where smoking and drinking isn't encouraged during the session. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I don't know. Some therapists inc- start encouraging you to um, be high for their sessions. I've heard. So with orgasm denial, mm-hmm. denial. Uh, 
I'm just going to be like, eh, back to that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm in a tangent place. <laughs> Uh, with uh, <laughs> orgasm denial, <laughs> thinks, it takes two different kind of approaches, right? Uh-huh. So there's there's the denial of stimulation, kind of like a chastity type stipu- stimulation or situation, mm-hmm. where like you're just not allowed to be touched or to touch yourself or to like, uh, you know, give yourself any sort of pleasure in that way. Mm-hmm. Or if you are given pleasure, it's like I'm gonna fuck you in the ass, but oh, not yeah. you know or something like that. But no French stuff. Yeah. Or uh, it takes the form of like edging, right? Which is like where you definitely, yeah, yeah, like people are like getting you close to the edge of orgasm and then fucking take it away, just jerk Mm -hmm. it away and stop you. Just like I did to myself as a child for hours every day since I was two years old, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm old hat. Familiar with edging. Like fucking Mozart, of like edging over here. I know. Practicing since I was fucking a child. Fucking prodigy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably my most prodigious dream. Sadly, <laughs> I'm kind of a sexual genius, but like an Aspergersy one. <laughs> good, good at particular things. <laughs> The way that your laughter transformed into like pain was so funny to me. <laughs> Just real pain on your face. Because <laughs> Austin's lungs are in not good shape and from, from smoking and allergies. <clears throat> no, it's just like. I was in the middle of exhaling when I laughed, so I like mm-hmm. sucked it back down Ugh. in the wrong way. You got backwash. Yeah. Oh, that mm. was so bad. <laughs> I'm sorry, but two-year-old edging gets me. <laughs> just imagine a two-year-old on its side with a blanket between its legs. I just imagine but you're saying, hours. Imagine you with the vocabulary of an adult. It's your fucking dirty talk in your blanket. I mean, I was just listening to and following along with the audiobooks of Curious George. <laughs> going to the hospital to get that puzzle piece removed. <laughs> And then, and then the Berenstein Bears getting their shots at the doctor. <laughs> and then there was this baby manners book where this other little baby gets a shot. And yeah, I was masturbating about that, but I was the same age as that three-year-old getting a shot. <laughs> I was my peer. <laughs> my sexual peer. I don't know if that was me or that was another person to me. Probably just me. I'm just a, I'm just a bomb, you know. There was so, a hot nurse is giving you a shot in your butt. Hell yes. It's fucking so hot. I was always masturbating about that. And then even when Ernest went to jail, he got a shot. And, you know, but I was you were like, edging this whole time, right? Yeah, I would think about it. And then I would tweak. I would like get to the brink of orgasm. And then I would tweak the storyline a little bit in my brain. I would like stop. And then I would reset a little bit and then I would change the storyline a little bit and then start masturbating about that and get myself up to the edge. And then I would stop, especially once I was like seven and I realized it was this horrible sin or whatever. And then I was trying to quit forever because I want to get baptized and I started again, whatever. And then like, but I was always at, cause it was a sin. So I was like, but the orgasm part is probably not as much. Yeah. It's the sinniest. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was trying to avoid that. And so, you know, you became an expert edger. Yeah. 
And then I then I was watching Huckleberry Finn or Tom Sawyer. I can't remember whichever one gets spanked at some point very early in the movie. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll be in my bedroom. And, went, and, then, and then I was still trying to not come because I was like on probably day 13 of not coming. I didn't even think I knew the word coming, but I was trying to and not to do it anyway. So I was like, I'll just move my blanket to the back because you can't have that there. And then I'll just think about this spanking. And then I was like, oh, you can't come there. Okay. So, but now I can have multiple orgasms. I can get myself multiple orgasms. So, and I do that like all the time, just like <laughs> clitoral and anal orgasms at night or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm just like, la la la, multiple orgasms, sleep. You know, it's nice. And I have the Mormon church to thank for that, really. <laughs> Never would have discovered that without them. Thank you. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, this is the end of the year. This is our last episode of the year, and you're still on the rolls. Still on the rolls. I went to a Mormon church for Thanksgiving, <laughs> talked to a bunch of Mormons, talked to a bishop. You know, goddamn! I'm gonna end 2018. They're not gonna take you off. Maybe they like you. I think a lot of the people in in that uh, potluck probably just assumed I still was Mormon, and I just had this haircut and stuff. (laughs) Just one of those edgy ones with a with an upper ear ring, like because I don't have my lip ring in anymore. If I'd had the lip ring, it would have been pretty aggressive. But now that the lip ring's gone, it's a little bit like. She could just be one of those edgy. You're you're a hip Mormon. Hip Mormons, exactly. Good, good. Glad that we still have some hip ones in the church, you know. Mm-hmm. So they might have just thought I was Mormon. Oh man. Um. Do you think you'll ever work? We, we, you are in a very tangenty moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> smile. And getting back to it. <laughs> um, do you think you'll ever work it into your actual fucking? Well, yeah. No, I mean like like in like a negotiated way where you're like, hey, I want you to not let me come. Oh, totally. That's just a conversation I need to start having. I, I hadn't really thought about it, but like that's something I should tell people that I like. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, at least like, or just make me ask to. That's my favorite. Oh, God. That's like yeah, kind I gotta of. got to learn how to do that. Well, <laughs> No, yeah, yeah. It takes a minute to get that. It's like very vulnerable, but this is but just being like, just gotta jump off that high dive. Or you're just okay. like, can I please come? Uh, <laughs> no, that's too childlike. And they're like, I'm like, yeah, you're like, oh god, can I come? You know, you okay. say however you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll work on that. Please let me come. Okay, that's again a child. And then you'd be like, why is it? It's not. That you always sound like a child. I don't know. It's just because I make my voice higher. Please let me come. Please, sir, can I come? Please, sir, may I have some come? <laughs> Sorry. Um, if I was gonna make it sound like, can I? Can I please come? Okay. Please yeah, let me. You're come. right. Please let me come. You're right. I I shouldn't have asked for this. As opposed to more of like a like a, there's also then like the school girl like, can I please come? You know, there's like a different tenor mm, I don't like to that it. Not at all. Okay. You know, whatever your your voice is going to sound like, what it sounds like, you know, that you can, I don't so think we can. I don't think I can replicate what my yeah. voice does when I'm getting like fucked, and I'm. You have, have to, to like really go there and be all method about it, which is pretty creepy. <laughs> in this yeah. context. Right. I mean, yeah, so. Ariel, hang out for two seconds. Let <laughs> me get into my place. <laughs> have your Meg Ryan moment. Can we just talk about that's not that good of an orgasm that she did. I I, I didn't find it to be believable. No. I had heard about that scene and I was unimpressed. I was underimpressed, I'll say. They, they could have gone harder. Yeah. I wanted to believe she was coming and I did not. Yeah. Although if we're talking about good uh 
Good orgasms. Uh, Natalie Portman in Black Swan, that masturbation scene. Yes. Oh my God. Mm. Like, that's real AF. Mm -hmm. That's great. That was good. Oh God, they're so hot. (laughs) If either of y'all ever want to fuck, (laughs) (laughs) anyone knows anybody who knows those people, (laughs) you think they might want to fuck either of us, I'm sure. Mila Kunis and Ashton (sighs) Kutcher are up there on my like celebrity threesome list. Are they married or something? Yeah. Okay, interesting. As long as when you get him the right haircut, I'm down. I don't care what haircut he has. <laughs> I want to fuck the shit out of both of them. Sure. Or really, I'll just be there and whatever you want to do sure. to me. Mm-hmm. Whatever weird Hollywood I'd watch them have kinky sex, sex thing. They just yeah. want me to watch. I'll eat some popcorn watching that for hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you guys are doing great. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't oh, be heavier over here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good form. <laughs> Kelsa. Okay, yeah, you said no Kelsa. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> so I'll keep that keep that in my head. <laughs> yeah, down. <laughs> it's good. Because it is, I think I've been jerking off to both of them for years. Mm-hmm. It, I'm not super into celebrities. There, mm-hmm. are, there aren't many celebrities. There are celebrities that I have crushes on, but aren't many that I get off to, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any celebrity I use for my masturbation. I don't really think. And like that 70s show was just like while I was like coming into my own sexuality and they were all teenagers and I wanted to fuck almost all of them. I see. It's not really exclusive just to Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. Like I masturbated just about everybody on that show. Yeah. Including the parents. Mm -hmm. Yes, the parents. I never watched it really. So Uh, I mean, I saw a couple episodes. But. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I had so many other thoughts too about that, but we could have gone on forever. Oh, anyway, um, yeah. So, I mean, is that something you're into? I mean, I'm definitely into like being in situations where I have to ask to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like actually being denied the orgasm, though. Oh, interesting. You wouldn't want them to say, "Don't come yet." No, no, no. I'm fine with that. But I'm just saying, like, by the end of it, like. I want to actually come. Oh, yeah. At, at some point. Yeah. I'm not come. into like prolonged denial, like an we, edgingy type situation, but not extreme edging. Like, because like, here's the thing, like it becomes physically painful. Right. See, like, get, it's like if I don't come or like if I like get edged like too many times and I'm too hard, like it, my dick and my balls just start to hurt. And like, that's where, because some people are into that. They like it to keep going. But it's like, totally. that's where I'm like. Dude, I think I can even get a UTI if, if I'm like, go too long. Like, especially, yeah. Like, I feel like I, if uh, two, I, I could do that for two or three nights in a row, may, maybe two nights in mm-hmm. a row at this age. I don't know. I don't think I have patience for more than that. But like, <laughs> but that amount, like you could drive me crazy. You can drive me crazy yeah. if you do like deny. I mean, who knows how long you could push it. But like, and then it's true that the orgasm at the end of that will be arguably all the better for it. And yeah, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty into edging. Yeah. And and also this isn't to say where I'm like, I need to come every time I have sex. Uh-huh. That's not what I mean. Like I want to come at the end of it, but it's like, if you've got me to the point where I'm on the edge of orgasm, yeah, I mean, you can just come so easily. I would rather, I like, I'm not going to not come then. Like I'm, I have to, or it's going to hurt. Right. So that's different than just like, Oh, I'm fine. Fucking without coming. Right. That's, or if like, or if I know from the beginning, it's like, oh, no, I'm just going to fuck you and you're not going to come. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, that's cool. But it's like once you walk up to that precipice, yeah, that's like... Yeah, the balls are filled with this stuff, right? Isn't that just science? Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's some trans science to it, too, cause, yeah. but still you blue balls are a thing. Is it like different? 
uh, <laughs> since you started taking hormones? Like, yeah, because it's happened a few times where it's just like I've just accidentally got blue balls and it's nobody's fault, right? But just didn't end up coming or whatever, and then it hit later. But it's a different feeling than before. Better, before, worse, different. It's, neither were good. It's yeah. just different. So like before, it was like at this like deep, like my balls felt like super heavy. Ugh. Like extra dense and weighted and uh-huh. like painful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the things. Like you know, like some when like you know how your boobs will like swell and like feel full. That happens with balls where they just feel full. If and there's sensitive. like a hot muscular trans dude who decided to get a dick but no balls, hit me up. All right, <laughs> just, <laughs> just like, that out there. Not about, but that so seems nice. Go ahead. So that was. Or the if before. you're like a dude who's chopped your balls off, I don't know. But like now. um it's like my balls don't, they still feel a little heavier and a little more dense, but it's really more like an internal kind of where my taint is like pain. Mm, interesting. Kind of like an egg, like. Achy pressure. Yeah. Like the, the, one of the things you flex for like your male kegel, mm-hmm. like when you flex your male kegel, it's like the muscle that like you use, like come, like I'm doing it now. Right. Yeah, like, sure. Whoosh, we, we all are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how it works. Um, So uh, that gets more sore now. Hmm. Like I feel more like, I guess it's like an uncomfortable pressure there. So yeah, it's just a weird, not good thing. Interesting. But I'm into it. I I mean, I've also done like chastity stuff before. Mm -hmm. Like I have like a little chastity cock cage. I don't use it a lot, but I have it now. Um, Okay. You know, I've worn that around for a day and like a half. How does that affect you? It was just like, just the fact that like, I, I, I like casually touching myself. Like if I'm in the shower, it's just kind of like, yeah, but it's like, mm-hmm. I can't do that. And like, I can't really get hard. And if I do, it was kind of uncomfortable. Pain. And like, yeah. and then like, you know, I like anytime you have to wear, you're being forced to wear a thing. Yeah. It's just kind of hot. Yeah. Like so, it's necessarily objectifying and like, and this is a f- kind of thing that keeps you in relation to this other person throughout the day where yeah, they're like, they're controlling you. Be aware you. of it. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I'm sure there's some people that are in 24 hour chastity, like 24 seven. Right. Okay. Or really like 24 six. They like take it off for like a day to like a wash Sabbath, it. A little Sabbath. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cause like you have to clean, like if you've uh-huh. got, but like, I couldn't do that. So I think for them, maybe yeah. they're able to let it slip in the back of their mind. But like when I would, did it, it was like, whew, it's r- yeah. Yeah. You know, it was great. Sorry. I just, cool. I just went oh, there that's mentally. It was like, that's hmm. cool. yeah. I like that. Cause yeah. Yeah. I, I like the idea of being, you know, made to wear a thing or do totally. a thing and like, you and I both have some slave instincts, I would say. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Arguably some yeah. slave instincts. <laughs> uh, I just think that like long-term orgasm denial sounds like one of the most insidious, painful things. Because <laughs> like I've seen yeah. some people who are into it and it's like vagina and penis people. But it's just like, you know, you're just, you they, they'll just make you wear a butt plug for a Oh, uh-huh. A day, like some, like this is like some upper level shit where it's like, oh, I'm not gonna fuck you, but I'm gonna put this butt plug in you for a day, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna fuck your ass later for a few minutes. And that's the only place you're getting anything. I'm not yeah. touching you anywhere it's else. It's just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I think that I think that I would still 
yeah, just need to come at least every two or three days. I feel like I feel like you get diminishing returns on the additional pleasure for me at that point. It's like, no, that's a great buildup. It's a great orgasm. Yeah, let's have let's have a breather. You know, um, yeah. I don't I don't have time for sex to be that much of a like drama all day every day. Either. <laughs> that's a lot of planning. Yeah. So. But orgasm denial on the whole, A plus. You know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, nah, yeah. Thinking about it now from the topping position of orgasm denial, how I feel about that. Oh, once again, that just feels very vulnerable to me. If I hit first blush, you know, it's like, oh God, now I gotta say things. And then at the same time, I'm just like, yeah, I guess, you, yeah. Hmm. I just need to get, I, I don't, just, I need a therapist. I, I don't think I could get into it because it's like the majority of the pleasure that I get in sex, like partnered sex at least, it's like, is like getting off on the other person's pleasure. Totally. Right. And so it's like, I mean, the, if, even if I knew that like denying them the orgasm was like, the gonna, thing that is pleasurable for them. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. That feels weird to that, me. I guess that's what I'm saying. It's like that. I'm, I can't tell if that's just me chickening out of like trying to make that hot or if it's really just that it's like, that's not really my vibe is to put on this thing of like, I'm going to deny you pleasure to give you pleasure. It's like, no, I'm a, I really am like a bottom on, on these things. Yeah. On some deeper level, I think. Mm. Yeah. Just like you, like a servicing bottom that, that helps me make sense of it. Like when I am topping, it's like, all oh, right, that's like. I'm your little sex slave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll leave it there, I guess. Okay. <laughs> we'll see what I make out of that. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, this is the last episode of 2018. Season one. And last, yeah, the last, also the last episode a of season one. A year and a half long first <laughs> season. season. We I really wanted we to give you season, the end of season one a few months ago. No, we just said that we were going to end it soon. Oh, in the future. Yeah. So this is that date. This is the end of season one. Um, you know, it's been a wild, weird ride, but... <laughs> Starting in season two, we are going to really streamline the episodes and keep things tight and funny. And if you want to hear longer shit, go to our Patreon and fucking, you know, sign up, be, for, sign some, up for some shit. You here's know, some other, here's some longer, dirtier rants. And get our used like underwear. Yeah. If you want to join the used underwear of the month club, and personal, then you can still get all the extra content. Personalized as well. erotica. Tons of stuff. So, Check it out. Yeah, do do look out for that. But yeah, starting season two, uh, we're gonna. This is the last episode for the rest of the year. We'll be back on January 9th Will be our first episode of the new year, and it's our first episode, like really, of the whole uh, hoo ha ha podcast network. Like they mm-hmm. did, like what I guess is like a little soft launch or whatever. Um, yeah, so they like release a little ad for that. But starting January fifth, I think we're really gonna start pushing the network and all the fun things involved in that so please stick around uh and i don't know i'm excited for it i'm excited for the new year 
Yeah, well, I mean, our podcast has gotten better and better uh, as we've just learned how to do things. Um, you know, we've practiced at it. I've been listening back to our, our older episodes, which all have, like, fun stuff, but, you know, definitely the quality of the podcast keeps getting better. So I've started compiling um, a best of episode. So we're going to have a best of season one episode coming out soon. Um, so that'll be fun, too. Yeah, and if you have suggestions for the episode, totally. please send in the suggestions. All you got to do, uh, just tell us the time code of like, you know, oh, hey, 30 minutes and 15 mm-hmm. seconds and that fucking bit. That was so good. Yeah, that would really be great. Yeah, if anyone yeah. has that, send us a time code. Uh, I'm not going to say we'll add them all. We might, inc- but we might include it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, do that. What else is there to announce, you know? Um, I think that might be it. You know, into season one, season two starting. We're with Hoo Ha Ha now. I'm fucking pumped about that podcast network. I'm totally. Well, and for those of you who, who don't know, Hoo Ha Ha is uh, a comedy network that's for women and non-binary people yeah. um, that Elizabeth Banks started. And some other person or company. Or, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's like a meet, like a talent agency or oh, something. Okay. I don't know. So yeah, they started it like back in 2016, I think, and yeah, just to promote, just to promote, you know, women and non-binary people in the world of comedy, and that's what they wanted to do. And so we're like, yeah, cool, promote us, thanks. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're women and non-binary. We're sure. on and yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited. We'll see how quickly we get kicked off of that podcast <laughs> network. <laughs> so you cancel the contract um, if we offend. Yeah, so you guys. <laughs> I mean, we looked at the language of the contract. You know, they they might not kick us out for saying disgusting things. Let's see. You know, fingers crossed. <laughs> but so far, so good. Um, yeah, and so seriously, y'all, go to our Patreon where we have a bunch of cool shit available. Um, and then also, if, you know, maybe you don't want to pay us every month for Patreon and for things like that. If you just want to Venmo Ariel and I, you can just oh, Venmo totally. us like five bucks or whatever. That would that would be great. We and that way we'll that. know who likes us more because you have to choose at Ariel Norman, A-R-I-E-L-L-E-N-O-R-M-A-N or... Or at Austin-Smart, S-M-A-R-T-T. There's two T's of smart. So there you go. Austin-Smart <laughs> or Ariel Norman. I mean, of course, you could just give us both an equal amount of money. That would be very sweet. Though. Yeah. But, you know, or, we all know. Well, uh, <laughs> oh, another final bit. Guys, it's been uh, of over a year and nobody knows the size of my dick I yet. Know. Also, please go rate. We haven't implored you in a while. I feel like we should start doing that again. Yes, we really need to mention it. I, everybody guys, it on their podcast. Go guys, you rate. lazy pieces of shit. <laughs> you lazy, <laughs> small penis. Fucking <laughs> 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 small penis, like ugly labia. <laughs> I don't know what prolated it looks like, but it's ugly. What is it? What? It, what? It dilapidated? Prolated? What do you? What do you call Prolapsed. assholes? Prolapsed asshole losers need to get up off your asses and rate us. We're only at like seventy-three rate. I mean, which is good. It's pretty good. Yeah, but it's like. But we, it's. We need to be five hundred. We stopped like berating you to yeah. do it. Y'all stopped doing it. It's right. like Jesus Christ. What the fuck? Like we're here. Two seconds. It actually is kind of confusing to use that app sometimes. I realize that. But like, poke around for a second, or if we, you see me in person, I'll, I'll just do it for you. <laughs> Quite frankly, we're doing this for fucking free, essentially, right? We're we're giving you so much, and what are you giving us in return? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> fucking ah. Uh. You ungrateful pieces of shit. <laughs> Seriously, go rate it. Go rate it. 
Um, you know, use your mom's phone to subscribe and rate it. Yeah. Great thing to do. Coworkers, computers. Coworkers, that would be great. You just, and tell your friends, dear God. Okay, so like, let's say you are broke like us and you love us and you want to support us and you're like, ah, I can't afford to give you money. Hey, tell your friends about the podcast. Yeah. Rate, a review, leave us a nice little review. Here, here's the thing, 500 ratings and Ariel will, will finally get to figure out, everyone will get to everyone figure out will. the exact measurements of my dick. Also, yeah, if you want to review us, and but you don't want to actually say anything, all you have to do is you can just use the comments. I just want to know how like, big Austin's dick is. Yeah, That's or a use great the comments review. to guess. Place yeah. your guesses there. We have one guess right now. How much? What was our guess? Seven and three fourths inches. That's nice. I'm feeling confident. Yeah. You know? Oh, good. Confident in our listeners. Big dick energy. Okay. Um, Big trans dick energy. <laughs> <laughs> That's our next podcast. <laughs> BTDE. <laughs> Maybe I should change my <laughs> Twitter again. <laughs> to bit trans. <laughs> trans- <laughs> energy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I think I'm bleeding through my tampon as we can speak right now. <laughs> do you want to take care of it or do you want to keep... I'm going to risk it. It could just be moisture. <laughs> I'm still in that gray zone and I'm going to believe what I want to believe. Right now. Oh, man. So yeah, please rate, review to us. Also subscribe to the podcast if you can. Uh, if you have yeah. the phone storage, you know, I yeah, understand. Even if you like listen to it at work on SoundCloud or whatever. But like, yeah, if you could just on your Apple podcast, just press subscribe. It just helps other people find our podcast. And not only that, but you know, I don't think people know there's a big difference between downloading episodes and streaming episodes. Like yeah. download that shit to your phone. Even if you immediately delete yeah, it, totally just fine. download it to your phone once. Oh my God. That would be the coolest thing ever. So cool. Like, it's just a Christmas gift to us. Yeah. You know, there you go. Or a Saturnalia or gift God, or a Hanukkah gift. Whatever you need to feel good about doing oh, right, this. Right, 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 it's right, that right, type right. of gift. So it's not changed yet, but I will re-record new vocals for it. Our intro has been giving out the wrong email. I thought so. Forever. <laughs> I wondered about that. <laughs> Okay. It is genderfluidspod at gmail.com, yeah. not genderfluidspodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. We're fixing our business cards and our <laughs> intro. 2019. We're coming for 2019, you know. Yeah, we're coming for 2019. 19's my favorite number. Really? It's never necessarily been lucky, but it is my favorite number. <laughs> hey, folks, if you're listening to this today, Wednesday, December 19th, I am in Dallas for the next few nights doing shows, so I just wanted to invite y'all out to those. So on Wednesday the 19th, I will be in Fort Worth at Maine at Southside. I don't really know if people call it Mass or Maine at Southside, but the show is called Laughing Your Mass Off, and that's where it is. Anyway, that's at 9 o'clock, and there's no cover, but if you want to bring money for a tip jar, that would be super cool. On the Thursday, the t- December 20th, I will be at Noble Ray Brewing at 7 p.m. That's on Farrington Street. Come to that. Also free. On December 21st, Friday, I'll be at the Dallas Comedy House. That's at 10 p.m. And that'll be a fun comedy show that's in Dallas. Uh, no. And on Saturday, the Friday, fifth, Saturday, December 22nd, I'll be at the Stomping Ground Theater. And that's at 9.30 and if you want tickets to the Friday and Saturday shows, you can just go to arielisaacnorman.com. Sweet. If you've listened to Gender Fluids and you go to the show, please come tell me. Yeah. It'd be so cool. All right. I think that's it. That's, that's it for the last 
That's it for 2018? Yeah, this is it. We'll see what... Oh, 2018, flow by. This has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios. We're broadcasting on 66.6 FM. That's K-F-U-X. Peace. Ciao.